0: Welcome to Abiding in Hope, a production of St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Marianne Jepson, Catholic counselor and clinical therapist here in Columbus, Ohio, and...
1: I'm Father John Sims Baker, the pastor of St. Rose of Lima Catholic Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee.
0: And it's great to have this combination of Columbus and Nashville, though we miss Father in Columbus physically. We have him and his words of wisdom on the air, and that's a, a
1: true blessing to us always. Science annihilates distance, right? Amen
0: to that. <laughs> so does the heart. Isn't distance makes the heart grow fonder. There you well, go. Well, Father, I'm quite fond of There's you now. out but of I can side, only... <laughs> out of mind, too. But... <laughs> (laughs) (laughs)
1: but we won't go there we could just go on and on and on the two of
0: us off the rails yet again at the start of the show let's get redirected by prayer Father
1: in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen Heavenly Father we praise you and bless you and glorify you this day we ask you we just offer to you and submit to you you, uh, everything um, in this time uh, especially the questions and that come to us from the listeners of this program. And we ask you to use this time as you see fit. And we ask all these prayers through your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Amen. And we ask also always the intercession of our Blessed Mother as we pray. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace, grace the, the Lord, Lord is, is with, with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and, women,
0: and blessed is the, the fruit of, of thy womb, womb Jesus. Jesus.
1: Holy Mary, Holy Mary, Mother of, of God, God, pray, pray for, for us sinners, sinners now, now and at and the hour of our death. death. Amen. Amen. In the name the of the Father, Father and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.
0: Spirit. Amen. You know, whenever I say the Hail Mary, I always think of pray for us sinners. Because mm-hmm. so often we don't think about our sin and how much we really need Mary's intercession. And I think as much as we, you know, um, talk about you know, Hail Mary, full of grace. We talk about her grace. It really makes the dichotomy obvious there for us that she's full of grace and we aren't and how Mm -hmm. much we need her prayers, her intercession,
1: right? And there at the end, I always think too, when we ask her to pray for us, now. Now and at the hour hour of our our death. death. The two most important times. Yes. (laughs) Now and at the hour of our death. Because
0: at the hour of our death, we may not be able to pray for ourselves or we may not have someone else there to pray at our bedside for. And that's for the moment that matters. That's the moment that matters.
1: And so, now, now, the only now moment that we, need we can do now. anything. We
0: need it now. It's the only
1: time we can do anything. So. You
0: bet. And so we have so many great questions that come to us and we're so thankful for those. You can join the show by sending your questions to us at abidinginhope.com. And uh, we have archives of the show and we have Father Baker's homilies there and oh. and more. Well, we have some of them.
1: We have some. I better get back he's, on he's that. Gonna,
0: <laughs> <laughs> he will. He will. Okay. So um, we have um, some great questions here today. We hope to get to two of them. And the first one, well, they're really both kind of around the same topic, but they're different. Same, but different in a certain way. So, um, I grew up in a strong Catholic family, but drifted away from the church during my college years. In college, I met the man that would become my husband. He is very anti-Catholic, as is his family, so I distanced myself even further from my Catholic roots after we married. My husband and I are active in ministries at a Protestant church, but in the back of my mind, I know something is missing. A co worker and good friend invited me to a woman's bible study at her church which happened to be Catholic, and because of her faith and enthusiasm I decided to check it out. You probably know where I'm going with this story. The Catholic faith became alive for me like it never was when I was younger. I want nothing more than to return to the Catholic Church, but I have no idea about how to approach this with my husband. He would be strongly opposed, and it would cause a lot of tension in our marriage. Any advice would be appreciated. Thank you for that question. Father.
1: Well, thank you for sharing that, and that's a very— it's very beautiful, but also, you know, as you say, there's some, you know, some really, real issues there uh, to deal with. Uh, you know, you said the 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 listener said, I, in the back of my mind, I know something is is missing, and that's one of the you know beautiful things about our Catholic faith. There is a, a richness there and a fullness there that I think is 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 touching this um, writer's. In a in a in a very important way, one of the things that's there because of her particular circumstances, I imagine, uh, and I would encourage her to to go and talk to a Catholic priest, maybe to clarify this, because it'd be have to go into all kinds of detail, and I you would really need response on her part to get this cleared up. But um, it's just about her marriage being. Sacramental marriage. Um, of course, the Church recognizes marriage you know between you know two baptized persons. You know are you know uh, potentially sacramental marriage, whether they're Catholic or not. But the Church does have a law that people who are baptized in the Catholic faith uh, and have not formally left the Catholic Church, which is pretty hard to do. Um, are required to be married in the Catholic church uh, in order to for that marriage to be um, you know, a valid sacramental marriage in the eyes of the church. That may be one of the things that's missing. I don't know for sure. <laughs> um, and that's something that, that can be potentially rectified without her husband's uh, knowledge or involvement necessarily um, through a process called radical sanation. I would just throw that out there. I don't want to get into too much detail, but I really would encourage this the, the, the person who wrote this question to to talk to a, a probably to a Catholic priest just about what what the status of of the marriage is as a sacramental marriage because I know this person you know would want that that sacramental grace. And that's always an important question to start with and it may not come to your mind, you know, and that's why I would say to, mm-hmm. to talk to a, to a priest about that as well. Um, then there's also the question just of her wanting to return to the more active involvement and practice, you know, of her faith um, and the impact that it might have on this relationship, which is, you know, she sees as being, you know, kind of, you know, lots of, you know, fraught with, you know, a lot of questions. Um, there and so first and foremost again i think talking to someone about this who would be knowledgeable and helpful um i think very likely the you know the pastor of your local parish or something like that might be you know could really uh, this is going to need some personal input i think and and personal support um to 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 um you know to work work through these things i would encourage literally encourage the the person who wrote this that to to have courage. Um you know not to be rash or you know overconfident or something, but also but to have confidence, to have courage, um that that all things do work for God, for mm-hmm. good, for those who love God. You know, and you're seeking the good, not only for yourself, but also for your husband, your marriage, you know, all of these things. There are questions, I'm sure, also. It's not mentioned if they're children, and that, you know. And so, there, there are lots of things here that. So, I would encourage you, you know, to seek out some personal guidance and and help and support, uh, as well as you know, to to pray uh, as well, because of course, what you would like to do is, obviously, to somehow. Bring your husband along in some sense, of course, totally respecting his freedom and his conscience. Um, but but so that he would maybe be open to also supporting and recognizing uh your freedom and your conscience as well. So it's a uh it it, it um it, it's an area that touches on many many sensitive you know mm-hmm. topics, and I think again, not to be repetitive I think you probably need to seek out some personal guidance to to you know to and and maybe even in a local as you said you've been to a Catholic study group or or prayer group you know maybe some of the other participants in that can at least just be praying for you if nothing else you know and this mm-hmm. sort of thing to uh, to deal with the situation but I think sometimes we look at a, a problem or an issue and we see every potential problem all at once. Um, and it can be a little daunting. Um, and if we just start, take one step mm-hmm. and, and trust that God will sometimes really work things out in a miraculous way that it's hard to see. And, and not without, you know, maybe real difficulties along the way, mm-hmm. but I would encourage you to, to trust this. Um, and I think maybe the one of the best ways to start would be to see a priest, perhaps your local pastor, if you can see him, explain your situation, ask him about help about you know about your marriage, um, you know, being regularized in the eyes of the church, about your own status, you know, uh, to, uh, since you were grew up in a uh, in the in the Catholic Church, and um, but then also how to uh, lovingly and conscientiously you know hopefully bring your hu- your husband along as he's as he can so
0: yeah wow there's a lot in there isn't it and i th- i you know i see this kind of um question arise so often in my counseling practice where one person two people when they married they were at different places and then of course life happens and one person gets drawn more to christ and the other one doesn't or uh, however that is and and it puts a great struggle a great turmoil in the one person's heart that that really is now on fire for the lord and loves the lord and and i think so often whenever i see this of the scripture which is luke twelve fifty one. do you think that i have come to establish peace on the earth <laughs> no i tell you but rather division <laughs> and and you see that in people's lives and you know um Again, as Father said, we start to see things when we have great turmoil as all of the negatives coming at us at once. And we can't see through the eyes of hope this vision that somehow the Lord is working from above in this. And that, okay, this is the struggle that I have for now, but how do we go through this? And I think Father's answer of seeking out the advice of the, a priest is a really good one. You have to decide do you do that before you talk to your husband or do you do that after you talk to your husband? Because if you tell your husband, I went to see a priest about this, he might feel betrayed. He may feel betrayed. Yeah, very much so. So, what is it? What's going to work best? Somehow you have to honestly and lovingly talk with your husband about does he even know that you went to this bible study this catholic bible study is that yet again a betrayal that he may feel that you snuck out and went to this catholic bible study when you know how i would feel about that Mm. well you know maybe you did that maybe you told him i don't know if you told him and he accepted that then hey you know good for you he's already understood and accepted one thing then gradually more and more you may be able to address with him i think lovingly and positively speaking about these things to him so as not to accumulate betrayals um is he needs to know where your heart is and where your love for the lord is and and um, how you're being called by God. And if you do that, I think you're setting yourself up for the best consequences rather than to keep piling things on and then unleashing them on Him because at some point you're going to have to talk to Him about it anyway. I think you look at this as a grace and a blessing, even though sometimes those things come wrapped in unusual sorts of um, frightening paper (laughs) you
1: know uh. and one of the things i would say i think this is a call to you like everything and you know the whole christian life is a call to conversion Mm -hmm. and i think the thing that probably would be most effective in literally giving witness to your husband is if he sees how holy you're Mm -hmm. becoming (laughs) Mm yes
0: and how happy and joyful
1: (laughs) right and so you know um Make sure that this is having real fruit in your life, you know, toward your husband, your family, being, you know, more loving, more everything, you know, that, that, um, that, that he can say, yeah, this is, this is obviously bearing the fruit of, from God. So I would, um, so try to be, be holy, be really holy. <laughs> yes, and <laughs> so, joyful.
0: Yes. Rejoice in hope. Okay. Right. Remember that one. The rejoice in hope. Somehow, in the midst of the sufferings, God's got you covered. And um, thanks for that question. Very much. It's a. It's a hot topic for sure and speaking of hot topics we have another one that's just to follow that's very similar to that but before i give you that question i'd like to reintroduce the show you're listening to abiding in hope a production of saint gabriel catholic radio where we take your questions as you can see about um some of the complications that life presents to us in the form of faith issues um, however that comes to you so please send your questions to abidinginhope.com uh, so, Father, our next question is uh, another question about returning to the faith. I was away from the church for quite a while and returned a few years ago. My husband is not Catholic, and since I really, I hadn't really been practicing my faith throughout our marriage, he is having a hard time understanding why. All of a sudden, I want to spend more time in church activities. I became active in Eucharistic adoration and was signed up to spend an hour with Jesus on Sunday afternoons because that is what fit best around my work schedule. He began having a hard time about my hours saying we had to plan our Sunday around my prayer schedule when we could be doing something together. I ended up giving my scheduled hour up, and now I'm left with frustration and even hostility with him over the issue. When Sunday afternoon comes around and he spends the afternoon out on the tractor, I find myself feeling and acting very unchristlike, and that is with an exclamation point. <laughs> Hmm, I'm wondering if I did the right thing giving up my scheduled hour and the best way to handle this, as well as other things that come up because of my desire to spend more time in church.
1: Good. Well, another, you know, very interesting, you know, similar, as you said, similar but different mm-hmm. <laughs> sort of question. But um, again, what I would say, I, you know, I presume when you returned, you know, to your full practice of the church, I again, I just want to say this off the bat, but about you know that your you know your marriage is all you know regularized on the side of the church i'm I'm presuming that's the case um but um you mention uh, i'm left with frustration and even hostility toward him over this issue. well, that should just be sort of a you know a warning signal or something going on that 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 something's wrong you know um you know in marriage you know you're supposed to have a sense of you know loving service and sacrifice you know towards your spouse not frustration and hostility so so let's you know kind of look at this um i think as we were saying just at the end of the last question the thing that i think would probably be the most likely to win over your husband to his you know being completely okay with your you know praying more doing more things with churches if he sees you know how You know, good you are, (laughs) you know, how loving it's making you, how joyful it's making you, how holy you're becoming, and that sort of thing. And unfortunately, frustration and hostility are not really a part of that. So, although totally understandable, I mean, I I totally get that.
0: So, are you telling her to leave the fangs out when she's looking so (laughs) holy and happy and healthy? Sorry to interrupt, but. <laughs> the hostility kind of thing. Yeah,
1: let, let's yeah. And, and so um, just look at this as a moment of one of the things I was saying. And I was just reading about this in a book I've been reading a lot. Of, particularly has a lot to do with adoration. And I was talking to people who are not able to be an adoration, you know, like if the adoration chapel or whatever at a particular moment. And I said, you know, you can place yourself there. You're like maybe if you do find yourself. At home, and your husband out on the tractor, you can think, "Well, I'm going to place myself at the adoration chapel right now. Not going there, but just, you know." And 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 even though for you that's a little bit of a stretch, Jesus sees you just as much as if you were, you know. Um, and 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 that I think would help to diffuse some of that resentment or hostility that you you might feel, realizing, "Oh, I, I this is my chance," mm-hmm. in a sense, like. Um, and it can then also let you then respond to your husband more lovingly and more you know joyfully as well. Uh, you know, it, it's it, it maybe not isn't the ideal situation, but it look on what you can do, maybe rather than what you can't. You know, um, and and let that desire and longing for that union with Christ lead uh, you, because you know. Um, Jesus is not separated from us by you know, physical things. He really isn't. When we desire to be in his presence, he is there. You know? uh, now we might have to work on that a little harder because you know, we you know, perceive his presence usually much more if we're able to be in front of the tabernacle or be in front of you know, Jesus in, in exposition or something like that. Um, but he can be present to us in any circumstance, anywhere, anytime. And 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 so I just encourage you to take advantage of those things, knowing that he sees you, he hears you, he loves you. And um, and then when you do that, then um, you know when your husband comes in off the tractor, you you're not you know you're (laughs) at peace with him rather than like. All pent up with something so
0: wow father always has such beautiful saint making words doesn't he (laughs) i mean he just really does and he takes me to this place and i hope takes all of you to that place where it's like oh yeah I, i i can do that and then i come along and i say well that frustration is real and you need to have a talk with your husband
1: and that's now, okay, probably true okay, too. So <laughs> that's probably true too.
0: Because uh, why not? I mean, if he keeps doing this, he's not he's obviously not remembering his words that he spoke that he was angry at you for going to visit Jesus because you could be doing something together on Sunday afternoon. And so he's taking you away from the presence the physical presence of Jesus there even though he still is present with you in your kitchen as you're watching him on the tractor through gritted teeth. You know, yes, pray to Jesus and bring him, know that he is with you. But yet still, so as not to... I mean, yeah, that, that that first, on, there's something going on. You know, there's if, something if, for real. Yeah, there. there's if he's getting okay on the
1: tractor that, when he's and he's saying, "I really wanted to spend time with you. You know, let, let's let's talk about that." But let's not talk about thing, it in resentment, though. N- well, yeah. that's right. That's right.
0: <laughs> no, I think that you got to take the emotion out of it when you talk with him, but just point out the facts. That, honey, look, you know, I you know how much going to adoration on Sunday afternoons means to me. I gave up one of the most important things in my life so that you and I could spend time together. And I watch you through gritted teeth. Well, maybe you could leave out the gritted teeth part. <laughs> part. Um, Watching you on the tractor when you said we could, do, you want me to jump on the tractor with you? How could we be together? And <laughs> I mean, I, can you get a bigger tractor so the two of us could ride it together? I don't know, but the point is that you gave up that time with Jesus for Him, and now He's. He's turned his back on that. So it is worth a conversation. But do remember Father Baker's words more than my words.
1: <laughs> well, I may be a little bit more of a Pollyanna here okay. again. No. And I would say, even in that situation, realize that probably a little bit of what your husband might be feeling, frankly, is a little jealousy, you know? <laughs> and and that, not that that's necessarily a good thing in all situations. But jealous
0: of what? If he's of not one, spending time with her.
1: Well, yeah. Jealous of what? (laughs) Of Jesus? Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. No, I get it. You just see, you just don't have a wife. So some of this is like a little bit different than... Touche. You, you Touché. don't have to have get frustrated like we do. So your no, frustrations no, no. are otherwise, I'm sure. Yes. You know, no, and maybe you're, sometimes you're right. we can talk about defer, those on the air. I defer to you about that. <laughs> no, I no, I defer to you because Father really does have the answer. But it's you know, I, it, it's not to make life of uh, light of the the frustrations and the anger and and all of that. Those unChrist-like thoughts and those are where you do need to bring Christ into the midst of it and ask Him at those moments how you will have the right words to speak to your husband you know christ by as father said as you're watching your husband plowing away out there um praying to him that he gives you the right words to say to your husband
1: yeah i had a, I have a there's a, a wonderful lady that i know who um, um used um her her husband as a is a big hockey fan, and she didn't have any interest in in hockey. It's kind of not her, but and but her husband really desired that she would go to the game mm-hmm. when he would go with him. And I mm-hmm. said, well, first of all, praise God, your husband wants you to be with him. You know, and like, that's right. And he's a wonderful man. And I said, and just think about you know in your heart because this lady would actually love to be praying more. Oh yeah. I said, well, just think of all those people in that you know hockey arena that need some prayer. <laughs> And she just, you know, said that just, you know, that just turned it around for me. So, yeah. <laughs> so,
0: especially those players that are punching each other out, exactly.
1: Right?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I hope this helped in some way. I, I, um, do you have any other thoughts on that, Father? That. Um, well, I
1: think one of the things it is, you know, even in the scriptures, it talks about. Um, th- these are things about being. Unevenly yoked in a sense, you know, in matters of faith, Mm -hmm, and and mm -hmm. um, what we really want to do, and of course, God's grace works in each soul differently. Mm -hmm. And what we really want to do is, it's just you know, hope and pray and sort of live in a way that, you know, God isn't going to work with every person at the same pace, the same way, and everything. But maybe that will even out, Mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. And and don't be discouraged by how things seem. At this moment. Yeah. And they, because they really might be quite daunting or quite frustrating. And one of those things
0: that you said back it up a little bit,
1: see from a longer perspective.
0: One of those things that you um, accepted when you said, I do, was the challenge of helping your spouse get to heaven. Right. and and yourself of course but your spouse and so i think going back to father's um remark about getting your marriage regularized in the church if don't those ever, issues, if those they, are they issues, may or may not they be, may or may not be but don't ever underestimate the the grace that comes through that process as well and the blessings that can bring upon your union so once again we want to thank you all for joining us on the on um, abiding in hope and um father would you please close us out with a prayer
1: Certainly The Lord be with you.
0: And with your spirit. May
1: Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit.
0: Amen. Amen. Until next time, may God bless you all. Thank you. church, you know, at Christmas time, gradually quit going. It's not as scary as I thought it was. (laughs) It's a much more warm and open place. And God really is about love. It's not about the rules and the things that I remember as a young child. It really is about the love that God has for each one of us that's so um, deep and wonderful.
1: If you've been away from the Catholic Church for any reason, visit catholicscomehome.org.